going on, people? Welcome back for another episode of The Second Floor Podcast. I'm your co-host, Yusuf, along with my boy, Kenny. And we gather here every week to discuss and learn how to survive, how to thrive, and how to keep the good vibes in your life and business. Wow. Kenny, it is time to elevate to the second floor. Who do we got on the show today, man? Yes, I am super excited, Yusuf, to bring on board my good friend, Sean Chai. What's up? Sean Chai has an incredible story behind his okay. name. This is somebody who, one, is a super good friend of mine. Two, he has over 14 years of experience in the culinary industry as well as the restaurant industry. This is a man who's worked every single position you could think of, back of house and front of house, at one of the top 100 employers of Canada, Joey Restaurants. Nice. I feel like they own nice. some sort of sponsorship package. But, you know, at the same time, Sean is a very well-educated individual as well. He has received a degree out of University of Alberta, and now it's been a couple of years. He has created and is the CEO of Mealcraft, which is a meal prepping company for those people such as myself who are very busy, who hardly have time to cook or prep meals for themselves, and they have Mealcraft in Edmonton, Alberta to provide them fresh, nutritious mm. meals, so that way it fuels their lifestyle when they're on the go. Yes, that's wow. awesome, Mealcraft. That's awesome. Yeah. Did I nail that? Yeah, no, that was good. <laughs> yeah? I mean, it was better than I could do it, actually. That's awesome. That's why, you know what? Under <laughs> under the table, I've yeah. been trying to get Sean to have uh, me be his, like, slogan guy. Slogan guy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been checking the website and everything, right? That's but awesome. um, why, why not in Sean's own words? Why don't you tell us, brother, where you're at in life right now? What is Mealcraft? You know, for those individuals who've heard of Mealcraft, but they don't really know, who think it's, like, HelloFresh's direct competitor... Why don't you just yeah. give us an idea of, of where Mealcraft is today? Yeah, totally. So Mealcraft, we started it a year and a half ago, but there's there's a year before that where we just did a lot of like research and development. Mm. But right now we're at the point where we're launching a new website. Sweet. It's been a while now. Kenny knows a little bit about it. He's been helping us with it, but uh, it should be like three weeks until it's launched. Nice. Yeah. But right now we're just getting all the back end stuff ready to go. The developers are just bouncing back and forth with us on what they need from us mm-hmm. in terms of content, revisions, nice. okay. um, just testing and things like that. And then our plan is to get this kind of like mecca of websites out. I'm super ha- proud about it. Awesome. And then um, going to launch the marketing with it. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple of videos lined up too. We have a uh, school program we're doing as well um, next week, the 27th actually. So it's coming up. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be feeding all, the whole school, uh, Delton Elementary actually, mm-hmm. and a hot lunch program for them. Wow. Because a lot of them... It's crazy, like it's kind of eye-opening when you go to schools like that. Because I'm from kind of the West End, so I never got to see that side of Edmonton. But yeah. these children, like over eighty percent of them, um, their parents are under poverty, so a lot of them wow. go to school okay. with no lunch. So you can imagine yeah. what that's like trying to learn on an empty stomach. Mm. That's hard. Yeah, so what we're just trying to do a part in giving back to the community. That's a big thing we're yeah. trying to really do. Um, okay. In 2019. Yeah. Okay. But, Sweet. Uh, and it's quite neat because Mealcraft originally started. Uh, it was so neat to kind of be able to see where it was a year and a half to two years ago to where it's heading now. Yeah. And you guys initially were fueling meals for those people who maybe worked long hours, for those yeah. people who are athletes, for, for certain people who maybe don't even know how to cook. Uh-huh. And now you're really doing an incredible job of, of focusing in on community initiatives. Yeah. Like I find that you're going in and realizing that, okay, you know what, those people who can't even afford meals, mm-hmm. those people who, you know, can't even fathom the idea of having a hot lunch Mm 
mm-hmm. right? Because these are the, the, a lot of inner city school programs, Sean, which I know very well. I have uh, a couple other friends in the community as well, like let's say Seva Food, for example, yeah. like Jesse Nerval, where yeah. you're, you're doing something, things. yeah, you're doing mm-hmm. similar to him, where you're, you're taking what you own your space in and you're providing it to those in need, right? Mm-hmm. How, From a business perspective, how does that work? Because obviously, like, you can't give all of totally. it away. So, but like, <laughs> this give, is, give us the insight. Yeah, of course. I mean, so we've been in business for a year and a half now. So a lot of it, I'd like to say, it's a lot of been trial and error. We've been, we're at the point where we kind of built the building blocks of where we want to be. And now we're like, okay, you know, we've made a ton of mistakes, which is awesome. Um, now we really know what we want to do. And yeah, doing like a charity initiative like that, mm-hmm. it takes... Um, it obviously takes resources for it, but mm-hmm. we're going to kind of like eat the cost for the first one just because we wanted to see how it, how it kind of works out. We've never done mm-hmm. it before, so we're just excited to do it. We're excited to be part of giving back. Yeah. And it's so crazy um, how how many people are excited to help us. I mean, I threw kind of a Facebook site just being like, hey, guys, I need some volunteers to help out on the 27th for a hot lunch program we're doing for an elementary school. I was trying, like, I was hoping to get, like, oh, I hope I can get, like, 15 people. Yeah. And I got, like, over 40 people, 40-plus people being, like, oh, I can do it, I can do it, I can wow. book work off. Yeah. And then we had, had people, like, reaching out to me, being like, hey, um, I said I could do it, but I just want to let you know this really means a lot to me. Um, I was from the north side, or I used to go to that elementary, so it's awesome that, oh, you know, nice. I can help in this way. Yeah. So it's so cool seeing the community kind of get together yeah. and yeah. do things like that. But uh, our plan down the road is... We definitely, like, that's one of our pillars we want to really hit home on is community and just giving back. Yeah. So I think down the road, we're going to we're gonna do this thing. We're going to have on our website where it's like, all right, guys, here's our goal. We had to reach X amount of money. You can do this by, you know, donating to it or giving back in some other way. When we hit that goal, we're going to hit this charity initiative. So, I mean, next week it's going to be focused on, you know, Delton Elementary. Mm-hmm. Who knows, maybe, like, two months later, it might be Delton, it might be you know, homeless shelters, things like that, or maybe like an animal shelter, just like yeah. anything that we can get involved with, yeah. we always want to be part of. And obviously, awesome. it's a balance, right? Like trying to do too much and more than we can handle or more yeah. than we can chew off. So yeah. that's kind of where we're at right now. Nothing feels better than, than helping those people out in those situations, right? It's like, you think it's, about it. Everyone's it's a little got selfish, it. like the feeling you get when you help out. I'm sure we've all been there where... You know, you help someone out, and you just get this like good feeling. Yeah, inside. I feel like, like a that. superhero. <laughs> I did such a good thing. So maybe, maybe that's why we do it. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. It's partly why we do it. You know, but as long as it get, as long as it's something good and yeah. we're giving back. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the people that are receiving it, it's helping them. Yeah. Might be you know a little bit because yeah, like we give them one lunch program. Yeah. I mean, there's 365 days in a year, right? So one day, it's not a big impact, but yeah, if we can get matter. people to get on board with that maybe it might you know get other people thinking that they want to do other stuff to get back to yeah. it's like a chain reaction right so yeah. exactly. like that's what we're trying to get out of it it reminds me so much of the time where sean <clears throat> invited me out to it was pretty neat it's a concept that joey holds a cup of care program mm, yeah so okay. that's where they decide to go into hope mission and obviously that's an area in edmonton where multiple homeless people go to 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 be able to get provided food yeah. Right? And that was where Joey wanted to spearhead the concept of, okay, how many people can we feed soup to? Mm-hmm. And I remember you and me and a, a select few of Joey staff went on board. Yeah. And it's it's not even just like, it's not even just the idea of, oh, like we're giving food to people. That's great. Like that's just one part. 
I found the other part is like it brings all these people together. You see people happy. Like I remember the staff in the back of the house. They yeah. were all like these cute little Filipino ladies. Yeah. And they're all like, oh my god, you guys are so cute. Like, <laughs> you guys help us come next week, please, kuya. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, for sure. And like yeah. they they just make you feel good because totally. all of all of the people are are coming together to do something together. Yeah. I find that's the difference. Ultimately, I right? feel like us as human beings, we wanna. We want to do good things. We want to help other people. I just think it's in, it's just natural for us to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. So when people can get together for an event like this, it's just a great thing. No, all that's all true. For everyone, I feel like. I got a, I got a question for you. And actually, wait, I gotta, we're going to cut this part out here. Sure. Uh, just to double check something. Yusuf is like, this is going to be off air. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, there you go. Oh, just had to fix it, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was like, because when you're talking, you're like sitting a bit far oh, okay. back. Oh, it wasn't getting all of it. Yeah, well, it's cool. still getting it, but it's yeah. just um, there's. You can like, bring it closer to Sean. There's I can like talk four louder. mics. <laughs> no, no, no. It should be good now. It should be. And good then now. we went to a different school. <laughs> 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 Say it louder. You can see the wavelengths yeah, on the thing right. too. That's all. All right. So we uh, earlier you said that you went when you were going through the now you're that you guys are building the blocks yeah. for your business and you kind of have a better direction of what you want to do mm-hmm. um and then you said you went through a lot of failures yeah um, and that was a good thing oh for sure i want to touch base on that like yeah. kind of get dig, dig a little deeper into like why um why was that why that was a good thing the mistakes the right? mistakes yeah, yeah why absolutely. were they a good thing i mean you hear like from other people talking, small business owners, they always talk about, you know, like, I made a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. or you always hear those quotes, like, you know, you make a lot of mistakes, but those mistakes aren't failures or successes at the end of the day, because I really believe they are. You're not going to figure out what's the right thing, what's the wrong thing, no matter how many people you hear it from, no matter how many parents tell you to do this, uh, you know, someone, you know, who, like your mentor or someone who has a lot of experience, you know. Mm-hmm. You should do it this way. You should do it this way. At the end of the day, no one knows it better than yourself when you actually get in, get your hands dirty, and figure out what exactly works for you. So when I say that, like, yeah, we made a ton of mistakes, but every single mistake that we made, we learned from, which is the most important thing. There's a difference between just making, you know, a fuck ton of mistakes and just not learning from them and just keep making these mistakes over and over again. That becomes a problem. But when you make a mistake and it kind of, like, it's like it's a mistake where you remember it yeah. and you learn from it. That's I feel like a win, in my opinion. If yeah. if I was to ask you to uh, uh, to just maybe discuss one of the mistakes that yeah. a, as a yeah, team you might have made, because I feel like maybe somebody who's going through it and they keep making it, yeah. a lot of people just don't recognize the mistake yeah. soon enough to yeah. to and, and sorry, go on. No, no, I was gonna say because especially that that helps trigger me when you say startup businesses when yeah. people have maybe it was the tenth mistake that was made and they go, you know what, screw this. Yeah. Starting a business yeah. is not for me. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. way too many mistakes yeah. I made. Uh, I feel like I'm not making the earnings yeah. that I thought I'd make by now. Yeah. I'm yeah. out. So but, when, right when they pull the plug, that kind of thing. That, well, that too, but also like when when a lot of the times when that happens, it's because they're making mistakes and they're not understanding that what their actual mistake is. Yeah. Maybe they're yeah. focused on something something else. Maybe they're thinking, oh, because I'm not doing this right or this right is my mistake. But no, maybe mm-hmm. there's an underlying factor that they're not getting it right. So if you if you can like kind of discuss on one of your mistakes and like how you a recognized it and then yeah. b were able to like okay, well, how do I shift this now? Like, totally. what do I do? I mean. A big thing for us is not having this automated right now. So how our business works is everyone gets their meals um, ordered by Friday by uh, 5 o'clock. 
Mm-hmm. So then we kind of draw up a uh, order list, an inventory list, mm-hmm. um, and then on Saturday, Sunday, we you know we have a team of great staff that come in the kitchen. They like hash it out, they prep everything, they cook everything. Um, you know, there's there's gonna be times where we'll miss maybe a meal in someone's um, order when we were packaging it, mm, or okay. maybe they wanted it done this way. We didn't read it carefully enough, the notes, and we messed up. So making those mistakes constantly, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, at one point, some someone's just gonna be tired of your apologies. Be like, yeah. "Are right, you know what? You've messed up so many times. Yeah. Like, it's awesome that you know you're apologizing, things like that. But at the end of the day, like, you're not getting it. Yeah. The There's only yeah. so many chances you get, yeah. right? Yeah. So for us, when I say like make a mistake, figure out what the mistake was, um, fix the mistake, and then figure out how to prevent that mistake in the future. So for this example, is this new website it's all going to be automated. So mm. all these order lists, all these inventory lists, del- delivery lists, they're all going to be done by the computer. So human error is probably like, it's insane when yeah. people like for work period, like human error is probably like one of the highest uh, types of error yeah. out there. Yeah. So for us, obviously, if we're doing like five, 600 meals a week and we're trying to like put it all from paper to another paper, there's going to be some mistakes if you have one person just doing it, right? Yeah. So now when we get the computer to do it, um, there's going to be very, very, Seamless. very minimal mistakes for that. Yeah. That's just kind of one of the ways that we're going to, uh, you know, learn from your mistake and move on and find out how not to do it again. Yeah. I mean, okay. that's kind of like in a micro level, but no. if we want to talk like macro of like your mistakes, like at the end, like you were saying, like, you know, some people, they'll get to the point where they just keep making more and yeah. more mistakes yeah. to the point where it's just like, like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I can't yeah. do this. Like, I'm done. That's yeah. That's interesting, man. That happens. Yeah. That happens to it, not even just startup, but just anybody in general. Anybody like in general, you just yeah. go through these, and you just a you don't can't figure it out. And yeah. what you do is just you gotta start making the right changes, right? Have you ever had that point with Mealcraft? Oh, ever gone. You know totally, what? Is I'm this not, even meant? Yeah, to be? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. If you like, if you talk to someone <laughs> who starts a business and they yeah. say they haven't, they're lying. Like, yeah, that's you know? true. There's that's always true. gonna be a time where. You're just like, what am I doing? Or like, yeah. is this the right thing for me? Or yeah. did, I, did I start the right business? Or is the business model yeah. working? Am I in the right vehicle? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I, yeah. yeah the vehicle to get you there, yeah. exactly. But uh, that's why I like, have a partner in Greg. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about him later, but I think it's so important, whether you have a partner or not, if yeah. you don't have a partner, um, to have someone to just, when you're at your lows and they're at their highs, to bring you up to, so mm-hmm. they can bring you up to their highs. Because we all have our ups and downs, you know, yeah, peaks yeah, and downs yeah, yeah, and things yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. So, yeah, there's going to be times where you get discouraged, but don't let it get to you. If you really believe what you're doing is serves a purpose and, you know, like you want life or if you really believe what you're doing actually adds value to your customers, then mm-hmm. keep doing it. And if you see that it's been done before or if you see the model has been successful somewhere else, there's no reason why your model, like you can't be successful. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. So what would, okay. what would be your guys' competitive advantage then? And I'm, I'm asking this because we're living in a time now where how you said it, there's other people out there who may be doing the same thing. Totally. And so long as you're passionate about doing whatever yeah. it is that you're offering people, yeah. then you can't let what others are doing make you feel like you can't do a better yeah. job of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so long as you know that, hey, you know what? We're living in a time now where where if someone is replicating it, this the person same did it, yeah, yeah. everyone can do it. But yeah. what would make maybe, let's say, for you being the spokesperson of Mealcraft, obviously, because yeah, you know you created it, what makes it different? Why, let's say, if I'm somebody who has meal craft and something similar on the table, why am I going to you guys? Yeah, yeah that's kind of like the biggest question we I've been asking 
okay. myself for a while. Okay. Like, you know, yeah. what is the differentiator of your meal prep company versus someone else's? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, let's just say we both make great food. We both give great service. Um, why are they going to go with you versus going with someone else? Yeah. So it's just like, for example, like Apple, Samsung, we can look at them. They sell essentially the same product, you know, cell phones, electronics, things like that. Why are there um, people who will only buy Apple products and why are there people that will only buy Samsung products? Yeah. There's a brand here. There's, mm-hmm. It's almost like when you're buying an Apple product, you become an Apple member. When you're buying a Samsung product, you become a Samsung member. Exactly. And now you fall under these characteristics of the type of person you are. Mm-hmm. For example, whether it's, I don't <laughs> so know, if funny. you're Samsung, yeah. like you're um, considered a I, hipster. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I think it's Samsung, right? I bounce it's, between both, actually. Right? Yeah, but I, most I, people, when they stick to something, they're like, no, I'm Apple. Yeah, Apple, yeah, yeah. Apple yeah. functioning, it's easy, yeah. right? I could use it. Then people who use Samsung, Samsung, there's all, like, all these all different all things these different you can do with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's funny because I recently switched from uh, Samsung to Apple. Yeah. Um, so far, I, I don't have any complaints, but yeah, I just... I feel like I was just like, oh, I'm, I have Apple now, so I must represent the Apple yeah. team. You know <laughs> <what> I mean? <laughs> like I gotta get a MacBook with, I gotta get an iPad, upsell yeah. here, there. That's, that's one thing about Apple that I I felt like before I never liked was just the fact that you uh, when you buy the Apple product is so like closed system, so you gotta like get oh, all this. Everything has to be Apple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's one so, thing that was always like, well, you know, with Google or with with, with, uh, with Samsung, like you can you know, mm-hmm. download songs off your computer. Like, there's no issues, but... Yeah, yeah but the thing is, you still do it. Like, yeah. I have an Apple. What kind of laptop do I have? I have a MacBook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. you're tied you to make this it the They build this brand around yeah. everything and make it, like, you have to be part of that team. Yeah, like, yeah. and it kind of sucks because, yeah, you don't have the freedom of thinking, yeah. but you still do it because that's the genius of yeah. Apple. Yeah. So, going back to the question, um, yeah, you have to create a brand. You have to create some type of loyalty with your customers. You have to talk to them and make them feel like they're on your team. They're yeah. not just buying a meal, like a fully cooked, you know, delicious meal that's delivered to your house. It's convenient, um, um, things like that. But they, they have to become a part of your team. Yeah. So they have to buy into what your vision is about, what mm. your story is about, the culture of meal craft. So that's why for us right now, we're... Uh, we're really building that, you know, our culture, our story. We're really telling a story with our ingredients too. On this new website, people are actually going to see where ingredients come from. There's mm-hmm. going to be, nice. you know, a page where it shows what farms we're working with, um, where we're getting our beef, where we're getting our poultry, nice. where we're getting our pork, where we're getting our seafood. Yeah. Wow. There's going to yeah. be like, yeah. from these guys, um, this is where we're getting it from, this is their story. This is why we get it from them because they share the same vision as us. That's awesome. So now a meal craft customer can relate to their meal. They know exactly what's in their meal. They know mm. every single ingredient. Um, they understand, you know, our focus is on community initiative. So they become, they just understand more about us. And then hopefully in turn that translates into becoming, you know, a loyal uh, customer for us. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, that's kind of like what we're going for. That's and cool. I really think... After all that is said and done, um, people are going to want to identify with Mealcraft versus someone else because they know our story more. Versus another meal prep company, you know, they might have great service and might have good food, but do they really know like much more other than that? Mm. Yeah. And I feel like the more you know, the more you educate yourself with the business or um, with your product, the more you just. You trust it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's neat because you talked about loyalty and 
I find if you're willing to share, do you do you have any like loyal customer? Maybe it's one person, or maybe it's a select few people you want to talk about who's been around since the oh, beginning. Totally. Like, who like you can see. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, like, well, when I started it um, with Greg, our biggest uh, group of customers yeah. are obviously friends and family. Yeah, so yeah. we've had. So our friend Adam, we call him Hundy. Nice. He's in, you know, he's in the group. You know, Hundy. Right? Oh yeah, Hundy's yeah. a beauty. Yeah. So Hundy has been with us since day one. Um, he's never missed a week until wow. he thought he was gonna move to Europe. So yeah. he stopped for a little bit because he was gonna move to Europe, and then he did it, uh-huh. and then he kept ordering from us. But yeah, like he's been our day one. Um, our other friend Tom McAndrew. Nice. He yeah. Got on board. Um, quite a while ago and he's never missed a week since no um we've had these really loyal customers so obviously i can't really speak too much about them because they're good friends of mine too so obviously they uh they have a different kind of like attachment to me yeah Yeah. but like have they ever talked about like how it's changed their life like do do these guys actually voice it out to you and be like man like i did save or i am saving so much time or maybe it's like, man, I don't know how to cook, and now now I'm eating this food, and I'm not going to my mom anymore. Like, yeah, Honey was looking real good at one point when he was exercising and eating like from us, and he was like, people could see like, well, like, yeah, yeah. putting on weight, like you look good, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice, that's nice. sweet. Yeah, so it's really awesome when you can when you know you have a product that can actually make that difference. Yeah, yeah. it's really yeah. awesome to see. But yeah. we've had customers um um be with us for a long time like one of them one of the other guys his name's john uh john cerizo he's been with us for a long time mm-hmm. unfortunately he's not with us anymore because he wanted to go a different diet that yeah. we're not currently doing right now it's okay. kind of like a more um like a more lean um I, i'm not too sure what his diet was yeah, but i reached out something to him unique. and i was just like hey like what's what's up john i haven't you know you haven't worried from us a while i just want to know like how are you doing yep. things like that and uh, yeah, he just wanted to go a different route, but okay. he's been with us yeah. since day one, and nice. he was so good to us. How does that work then, like for your guys' meals, for those who don't know? Yeah. Uh, is it like the same meals all year round? Do you guys change it up every month? Uh, what, do, what is the strategy behind that uh, new, new, new meal rollout? Yeah, so initially it was, um, we wanted to give him a new menu every month. Just, you know, keep it, you know, fun, keep it creative, like, have a lot of variety to it. Yeah. But then we started to realize, like, you know what, it's really hard to do on the back end of it and have, like, you know, 10, 15 recipes every month. I mean, you're getting your team um, used to how to make these meals for, like, a week, maybe a week, two weeks. And then by the time they're, you know, they're ready, they're comfortable making them, they can make it, you know, at a quick, efficient pace, then you're switching it, like, a week or two weeks later. So we just didn't think that business model was working. So now for us, what we're doing is we're changing it almost like seasonally. So That's you're going to see a new menu from us in December. Okay. It's gonna, I'm really excited, actually. Our two uh, our two chefs were working on it um, yeah. this past weekend, and we're going to get together tomorrow and actually do some test runs in the kitchen. So it's uh, this one is going to be more seasonal, so you're going to see a lot of winter items. You're going to see a lot of stews. Nice. You're going to see a lot of hot just hot meals that are just okay. gonna keep you warm, awesome. and, you know, in that shitty Edmonton weather. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's brutal, man. Yeah, it's so it changes. Right it changes like rapidly, man. Like you oh. step out, it's snowing and it's cold, and then yeah. you yeah. go back in, and it's like nice. You have to have one for like that sunny, weird December yeah. week, and be like, okay, here's our here's our sunny holiday, <laughs> our sunny meal holiday meal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, so the theme of this menu it's gonna be pretty. It's a lot of Italian food, a lot of rustic nice. um, vibes, things like that. But, uh, I think the Italian food scene in Edmonton is popping, hey? 
It's yeah. crazy, man. I'm seeing there's a bunch of places, yeah, places popping up, up in yeah. each corner. Yeah, yeah there's it's a bunch awesome. of places that are opening. Up. Oh yeah, I mean, who doesn't love Italian? Food? It's good. Oh man, I love it's, it, man. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. But you gotta watch for you know the pasta. It's high carb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, that's unique because I mean, there, there, there's gotta obviously be some sort of strategy behind that, right? That's course, what I was curious. Yeah. And I mean. For you, what what inspires you to find new meals? Is it like the cook shows that you see on TV still, or is it you like a what? book? Is it your I'm, mind? A lot of it is just through experience. Um, it's a lot of like I see what other people have done. I'll take it and kind of twist it into our kind of flavor. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, by no means I'm not a culinary genius. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't say my specialty is the food. I would say it's growing the business and relationships and yeah. you know meeting people and things like that. But uh, our recipe, I don't know. We'll do. We'll look at competitors, see what they're doing. A lot of times, we'll have very similar yeah. meals to us. So we'll yeah. be like, okay, you've done. We're looking at our stuff too. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. about that. I mean, that's the game, right? Yeah. 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 But yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll look at what's hot right now. Like, you know, if you see this salad a lot on TV, or yeah. if it's like. I remember trend. like Kim Kardashian had a salad at one point and it was just like blown up. The Kardashian inspired salad by Mio about it, like, yeah. I was like, okay, we have you seen this salad by Kim Kardashian? Yeah, like apparently yeah. it's insane. Like we should do it. That's hilarious. But uh, obviously you take, you know, what's trending. You have to. You look yeah. at um, obviously what works for meal prep. Yeah. There's some meals that are just awesome in meal prep. Mm-hmm. There's some meals that, you know, they taste great the first 30 minutes once it's cooked but after that it's just garbage yeah. so we obviously stay away from meals like that's that that's true the ones that taste good still after being microwaved oh totally right? and yeah, refrigerated for some time that's that's always been my issue like you know like every time I feel like you um, <coughs> buy food either from outside or like you get one of those like pre-cooked stuff yeah. it's it's like when you microwave it, it just never tastes good. No, yeah. no. You got to be pretty selective. Like for us. But like the we, type of meals, yeah, right, that like you have. When yeah. we make your menu, it's, uh, we test it first. We see how long it lasts. We give it like a full five days. We eat it the last day. Mm. We're like, okay, is this as good as the first day as we made it? Like if it's not, then we're not going to use it. That's, um, that's interesting. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's actually a good. Oh, totally. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like we're, our, you know, our clientele, our customers are people who have busy lives. Yeah. They don't essentially want to cook and clean up. You know, that's just not their lifestyle. Like, yeah. I have a lot of friends. I was actually having lunch the other day with a friend named TJ of mine. And, you know, we were talking about Chef's Plate and HelloFresh. Like, they're awesome companies. I've tried them myself. It's fun. You know, you get a recipe card. You make some new recipes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But at the end of the day, you're still getting the ingredients. You're still cooking it. It takes at least 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. You're still cleaning up after. Yeah. So some people just doesn't fit like their lifestyle. Like TJ, mm-hmm. he's, um, you know, he's a project uh, uh, manager at Langham Development. Like mm-hmm. his lifestyle is just go, go, go. Like he'll go, he goes out to eat all, uh, he goes out to eat out all the time because he just doesn't want to go home and cook food. Yeah. Or he'll go to the grocery store, he'll buy something and then he'll get sick of it or he just doesn't do leftovers and things like that. You yeah. Know? Or he'll... Uh, he'd like rather eat out because yeah, he wants something new. Yeah, or he'll waste half the food because he's not going to use it or it just goes bad. That's yeah. the thing, right? It's It really depends on people's lifestyles and we see that. So for us, Mealcraft is just catered towards someone who's just the busy individual. Yeah. They don't have time or just they just don't want to cook, period. They don't want to deal with the cooking and the cleaning and all that stuff. Of course. They just want a meal that's going to taste good. You heat it up, whether it's through the microwave or the oven, things like that. And then after that, like you eat it, it's a great meal and you're good. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, being the fact that obviously this isn't just for people in Edmonton, this is 
busy people in Vancouver, busy people in Toronto. This is yeah. busy people in any city they live in. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a plan in long term to franchise, to expand across Canada, across the province? Or, or are you very comfortable in knowing that, you know what, you want to embody this just for Edmonton mm-hmm. and you want this to be the biggest thing that Edmonton's having? If you could kind of just speak on future plans, yeah, if you're I mean, interested. We've cool definitely move. thought about it. But right now our goal, I would say like, you know, our next one, two years is just to take over the Edmonton market in terms of meal prep, Perfect. like our type of meal prep, yeah. not like, you know, meal kits. But it's it's interesting because when you want to take the product kind of overseas or just to different uh, provinces and things like that, now you got to look at, you know, how are you going to refrigerate this food? How are you going to preserve it when it's traveling, you know, all these hours? It kind of takes away from the business plan. That's you would have to franchise it, essentially. Yeah, like have another yeah, person have, who's interested in mm-hmm. embodying the same name mm-hmm. and, and using the brand totally. associated with it, yeah. right? I mean, that's definitely a long-term goal for us, but I think right now, when we're thinking short-term, like what do we want to do? Like, What's the goal in the next year? It's definitely, to make us be known, we want everyone in Edmonton to know what meal craft is, what kind of food we have, the quality of the food. Yeah. When people think of meal prep, we want people to be like, oh, just go get meal craft, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, just, it just should be like a household name. Yeah, exactly. That's the plan. So once we get to that level, then I think we can take it to another city because yeah. it has that reputation, it has yeah. that scene with it. Yeah. Yeah. But until then, I mean, I'm happy just trying to do my best and get the Edmonton market. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I haven't really seen any competitors take anything over yet. Mm-hmm. So, cool. and I don't really focus on competitors too. To who be who do you think, think who them. do you think is your biggest competitor? Uh, That's, uh, I don't know. No, I don't mean, say it. Don't <laughs> put them on that spotlight. Well, <laughs> you know, there's companies like Meal Life. They're they're a meal prep company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I really don't know too much about okay, them. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, I've heard stuff about their food, but... Uh, so you don't let yourself... Because, again, there's so many different yeah. types of business models. Oh, yeah, 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 You're not, like, looking at what they're doing and seeing yeah, how constantly you're going to beat it. Yeah, yeah. No, because I really think if you want to stand out, you can't copy someone yeah. else's model yeah. or food. I like that. I yeah. feel like I've talked to some, like, you know, a lot of successful business people, and you hear people, too. Um, like, I think it was the uh, podcast with uh, Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, who is he? Who is that guy? He was in the podcast with. Who does he do it with? Was that the like one you showed me? No, I'm not sure. Seven Day Workweek. He has that famous yeah. book. Oh, that book. Yeah. I forgot who writes it. That, that's a very yeah, well-known but, book, though. You know, I was listening to his podcast, and you know what Terry Crews did? Uh, he made furniture. Yeah. And he made this uh, He made this table. I think it was called The, the Lily Pad. Okay. Yeah. And it was, uh, what was it? It was like a chair under a table. Or mm. a table... I don't know, something okay. crazy. Yeah, just some unique okay. No one ever thought about it. And Terry Crews built it. Yeah, because oh, okay. like, his, uh, his passion was in art. Not mm. a lot of people know about that. But Interesting. He, the guy is like very is, artistic. Is he the Lamborghini guy? On Terry. YouTube? Is that the Terry no, Cruz? No, no, no. Oh, no. Okay. Terry like, Cruz. Yeah, I'm going to find this right now. Terry <laughs> Cruz is the... You don't know who the, Terry Cruz is? I, you know what? I know the name. You know when you hear a name commercial? a lot? Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the big jack yeah, guy, right? Yeah, yeah. The one who sings in that song where he's uh, pointing White at the girl. Yeah, White yeah, chicks. Chicks. yeah, that one. Yeah, oh, of yeah, course yeah. I know that guy. He's yeah. the man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tim, uh, Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay. So Terry Kuz is the guy that loves art. That yeah. Be yeah. And he so built this He built this table stool thing, right? I'm going to show you. Lily pad. I guarantee you've never seen anything like this. Oh. <gasps> Oh, wow. So that it's is a, a chair on top concept. of the table. Let's show our audience. 
We'll all put it. <laughs> Just so they know, they have to no, see we'll it. No, we'll put it on after in post, man. We can put it on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> see it? Why not? Hey, you know what? We're still probably in one of our first few know, 20 true, episodes for rookies. Show them through the camera. I just... Like, I don't know, man. That's that's neat. That's cool, hey? Okay, yeah, so you've never seen... So going back to my story... Um, Let me see that again, sorry. Yeah. I love how Sean's keyword search was Terry Crews' lily pad. Yeah, because that's what it's called, lily pad. That's funny, man. But, uh, so he, the guy has a... Um, he was obviously like you know a football player. I think he played in the NFL as well. Mm-hmm. Oh Terry! Terry, yeah, I, I believe so. so. You did something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you guys should definitely listen to that podcast. Okay. Such For a Tim Ferriss. Yeah. We'll so yeah, so no one ever thought of it. So then did he like? So he did it. Okay. He didn't okay. let his. He didn't. He his mindset wasn't like okay. What are the competitors doing? Mm. What can I do to make? Um, what can I make a product similar to it? Because that's what my competitor yeah. did. He was like, you know what? Fuck the competitors. Um, I know I have like a, I have an artistic background. That's I'm gonna create sick. something that I think brings value to the people. Love that, and I'm just gonna yeah. make it. I love that. And yeah. at the end of the day, I don't care what the competitors are doing because I know what I want to do. This is it. This is Lily Pad. It's gonna kick ass. He shows it to the people. They're like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. <laughs> so what? Do you know chair. what's the what's the per- Like what? What purpose does it like? Okay, so you're sitting on a chair, yeah. and then the table is under it, so you can just put everything on the table. Easy. It's oh, like so super it's easy. convenient. Oh, okay, very, fair, fair, fair. It's attached to the thinking, chair. Yeah, there's no attached. like, oh, I gotta move over yeah, and put this on the table. To the chair. It's right there. Which I get it, but then there's also like side tables, right? Like when you're sitting totally. there. No, yeah. but real estate wise, that would look so sick in a it, living room. I know, room. I, know, I, know right I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm just trying to understand, like, yeah. I know, I, I get it, but I'm just, I was just trying to understand, like, okay, what would be the the purpose in terms of like, I, but I get it. It's a cool looking project. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the neat thing about what you said there, Sean, because I find so many times, because you know what? I, I saw this a lot, even in my commerce degree, even now you're just shooting the shit with your buddies or, you know, you're with your girlfriend and you're thinking, okay, like what's, what's the next big thing? How can we do better than let's Mm -hmm. say food industry, McDonald's? How can we do what Apple's doing? It's always looking out who's the best in whatever category Mm -hmm. and seeing how you could beat them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like how you just said it, stop wasting time into thinking about what competitors are doing. Now it's like, okay, what are you good at? What do you, what do you specialize in? Yeah. What do you enjoy? Yeah. Yeah. Mix those together, create it. Yeah. And and put it out there without the whole notion of, oh no, so-and-so's already doing that. Yeah. And then what happens? You get discouraged. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, they're already doing that, then who cares? Yeah. Just put yeah. it out there. But I mean, yeah, there should be balance, obviously. Obviously, like, take a look at what competitors are doing right, and maybe be like, oh, wow, I really like what they're doing there. I'm going to take a little bit of that. But you shouldn't base it on, like, oh, man, like, they haven't done that before, so there's no way this would work because they haven't done it. It's like, no, maybe they haven't done it because they haven't thought of it. Yeah. And that's the cool thing with Terry Crews when I, like, read that. I was like, man, like, I thought he was just kidding. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. I Googled it. I'm like, holy oh, shit, shit. Like, That's actually... I've yeah, it's... A I forgot what Out of the box thinking. With. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just what one of those need. things. Have you... So, just to transition into things, to talk about, like, you know, what you're good at. Because, for instance, what, what ultimately inspired Terry Crews was his background in art. Yeah. Right? His yeah, background yeah. in art and knowing that he created something like that. Yeah. So, for you... Being what you created through meal crap, associating with food, with delivery, mm-hmm. with convenience. Yeah. If you look at your 14 years of being in the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. if you pick apart all the things you did, would you say that a lot of what you did holistically has helped you create meal craft? Or do you feel like, no, it was actually one of those key components? 
mm-hmm. that that helped drive where Mealcraft is today. You know what? I think it has to be like the whole picture itself. Yeah. Um, coming from the restaurant industry, it's really teaches you how customers think. Um, it teaches you what to do when you make a mistake. It teaches you just like it teaches you so many things working in the restaurant industry mm-hmm. like you're you get to see when a customer is upset when you mess up on an order you get to see how to remedy it you get to see when um things go great it's just you get to see all these aspects of uh um working in the industry and dealing yeah. with food and things like that that's so, true and i feel you with that one because i probably obviously didn't have as much experience as you did but being just one year, one and a half years in that environment of serving, of bartending, it helped me respect and understand people who are working mm-hmm. as servers or people uh-huh. who are bartenders or you're, you're in that environment because a lot of people go into a restaurant and they immediately need to feel like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have the best service and this is going to be the best food and everything's going to go right. Mm-hmm. And then they look at their server and maybe they don't res- give them enough respect. Because they, 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 they feel like everything should be on demand. They feel like it should be right away. And do, do you find that in the time we're living in now, do you feel like people can do a better job of respecting servers in the restaurant industry? Or do you feel like we're heading in a direction where they're getting the respect they deserve? I just want, I want to add to that, just quickly add to that. I, I, I hate the fact that sometimes when you go into a restaurant and people go in, I always wonder the people who are rooted to, to servers and people who, what do they do for work? Yeah. Like, like if you... Yeah. You know what I mean? If you worked it with customers, like how do you not respect someone else when you yourself have worked with customers? Yeah. Like what do you do for work where you just don't know how to deal with people? Yeah. Because everyone has customers. Yeah. I think it's uh I think Kenny and I were talking a little bit about it. I just feel like you get some people that come into the restaurant and they expect their expectations are up to here and in reality they should only get it up to here. Mm. It's almost like all right, I'm going to this restaurant. I should be treated like a king or queen because you're a server. Your job is to, you know, uh, come to every need that I want. It's just like the mindset yeah. I feel like are different with some people. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you you're you're gonna have shitty people. Yeah. Like any and any industry you work with, they're they're just shitty people in general. In the yeah. World. And I feel like some of them, yeah. they really you get to really see that light yeah. when you serve them. Yeah, um, you get to learn a lot about yeah. a person's uh, manners and respect mm. when you do serve them, though. I think that's a neat part. Totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get to really d- dig that up. Does Does that make you a better judge of character then? What yeah, I think say? I think it definitely helps when you're reading people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not the type to judge people on first impressions. Of course. I'm terrible of course, yeah. at that. Yeah. Like, I always think this person. Read them like, right off the bat. <laughs> and I get to meet them. I'm like, man, this is like a sweet guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happens a lot. <laughs> <right? But> it's, <laughs> it feels like guys are like that though. Like when you first meet a guy, like everyone's like flexing. Yeah. The like, <laughs> ego's <laughs> all up. Like, and then you kind of like break that ball. I'm just like, hey, I'm Sean. It's like, oh, hey, man, I'm Bob. How's it yeah, going? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's hilarious. Like, yo, man, what's good, Sean? How you doing? Then you beat him like that. Hey, Sean, I'm going to be who I really am. Well, my yeah. friend Gabe, you know Gabe, right? He uh, he DJ'd a lot um, at Joey. Gabe. He has his own uh, media company, Cut Through Media. Sounds familiar. But he used to DJ at Joey every okay. weekend, and um, we became really good friends. And then I always love to ask people, like, hey, what was your like first impression of me? And he's like, to be honest, like, I thought you were like some stuck up douchey what? bartender. What? No. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's the truth. It's the truth. Oh, shit, how'd you know? But, um... Yeah, just interesting how people's first impressions are 
it's so defensive. Yeah. Yeah, it is, really. But, uh, That's pretty unique, eh? Yeah, what was the question again? Well, yeah, I'm just, there's so many questions to ask, and I feel like, I, I just want to bring it back to what yeah. we were saying, was with Mealcraft in mind, mm-hmm. you know, you, you felt like it was a holistic approach of everything you've learned from Joey's. Totally. Now, what were what were some of those things that you've brought into Mealcraft? Like, because you, you've worked in the back of house you've worked in the front of house you've done mm-hmm. a lot of different mm-hmm. roles at joey's yeah and at the time i'm sure you never even thought that what you were doing was going to turn into something that you were good at and that you enjoyed doing mm-hmm. but um basically what i'm asking here is when did you realize that when did you come to a point in your life where you know what if if what i've done all my life was work at joey's in a restaurant like atmosphere and then you thought about how you could turn that into a business in one way, shape, or form with food. Uh-huh. When did you reach that point? Because I, you being my, my friend, I know you never, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I know you never had the ambition in the beginning to even start your own business remotely that had to do mm-hmm. with food, right? No. And yeah, so then when did it come to a point where you realize that, you know what? This is what you I need to create to something like this because I'm good at it mm-hmm. and because I enjoy it. Well, okay, so after I finished university, I majored in economics, um, graduated 2014. I was like every other kid, I feel like, or every other student who didn't know what they wanted to do after their... Um, after their graduation? Degree, yeah. After their post-secondary, right? They're like, all right, well, I'm going to struggle to find any job, get paid minimum wage, yeah. work my ass off. Um, just the whole structure of, you know, big corporations. It's yeah. very, like, you know, like... Numbers, 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 mm-hmm. margins, profit, profit, profit. And then on top of them, it's their manager shoving numbers, 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 profit, profit. You and you're only getting a small piece yeah, of Yeah, and I just That's feel what like, it like, I just felt like, man, this isn't fair. Like, why am I working my ass off and other people are getting the, mostly the benefit off of it? I think it had a little bit to do with my dad, too, because he, uh, he has, like, his own business, and his mindset was always, like, he always hated school, even though he wanted my sister and I to go to university. But now we always joke about it. He's like, oh, I hate university. I'm like, <laughs> why'd you put us through it? <laughs> yeah. But Nick, he put us through it because, like, that was a norm. Like, if, I feel like if he thought if your kid didn't go to university, they had, um, they were disadvantaged mm-hmm. in life and getting yeah. a career. Which is true in a sense, right? Post-secondary is almost like having your undergrad is almost like that. Hey, like, I did it. Like, yeah. My golden ticket. I can do Let me it. go to the Charlie yeah, the Charlie factory you now. You know what I mean? And Chocolate factory, yeah. not Charlie I, factory. If I can put up with this for four years, trust me, I <laughs> yeah, can put up with anything. Ticket, right? <laughs> yeah. So for me, I was like, okay, I worked at the bank. My good friend Mitch got me a job at CIBC. Um, oh, I worked yeah. at CIBC. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I started off, like, as a teller. As a, we call them, like, CSRs, customer service reps. Yeah. But, uh... It was cool. Like I worked with awesome people. Was, you know, a lot of ladies that I worked with. I told myself, look, um, I'll work here as long as I'm growing as an individual. If I see myself learning things, you know, just growing my twenties, just soaking up knowledge as a sponge and taking that knowledge and using it elsewhere, then it's worth it. This job is worth it. Obviously, no one thinks about the money. Isn't the first thing. It's all about the experience, and then taking that experience and knowledge and obviously getting a better job mm-hmm. and just kind of climbing the ladder from there. Mm-hmm. So my mindset was like, okay, like if I can do all that, then this job is worth it. But I found very fast, I think I was in CABC for probably just over a month before I quit, but uh, I just found out very fast that I was just in an environment that I wasn't thriving in. Mm-hmm. I wasn't learning. I wasn't growing. 
specifically as an individual like I was learning all the processes of you know how to do all these functions but like like I'm not gonna take that anywhere right yeah I just felt like a cog in this big factory and I was just one piece to move the whole machine Mm. and I just didn't feel like I was being I just knew I had more to do in life than this. You weren't doing work that ultimately made you feel like you were making a big impact. Or yeah. Business, right? I was just, it was just a waste of time for me. It was, yeah. all it was, it was a job. It was a nine to five. You get paid X amount and you kind of work for the weekend, right? That so many people yeah. are doing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, so I wasn't happy, so I quit. And then I was like, I need to, I'm going to start my own company. Yeah. So... I started watching videos like, oh, how do you be an entrepreneur 101? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and a lot of advice that I got was don't try and do something you've never done before. Because if you're going to try and start a business, you better be like an expert in what your yeah. business is. I love that. And if you're not an expert, you better work in that area for quite some time until you become an expert. So I was like, all right, well, what have I done for my whole life? I've worked in the industry. I've worked at Sorrentino's when I was like 14. Wow. Um, I was a busser. Sorry, there I was a bus boy. That's where it all started, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I like cooked pizzas for them for a little bit. Yeah. And then I worked at Sorrentino, uh, Joey, uh, Joey Mayfield for four years in the back house. So I did everything from like, you know, the appetizers, the salads, the grill, the expediter, things like that. Yeah. And then after four years, I was like, you know what? I want to work in the front of house. I feel like I've learned a lot already. I just want to expand that knowledge. And I also was like, man, the front of house seems way more fun too. Like, yeah. What, what am I doing working in the back of house? And they got paid way more. I was like, I got to work front of house. So I worked at Joey Jasper for a few years. And then from Joey Jasper, I worked at local South Common just for a little bit mm-hmm. to bartend. And then I worked at local Sherwood Park. And they're all under the same Joey family. Yeah. And then from there, local Shore Park, I worked at Joey Bell Tower. So that's where I'm at right now, just working part-time there. There you go. But taking all that experience, I was like, all right, I can, that's customer service, that's, you know, food and hospitality. And I'm a pretty big advocate for fitness too. So, I mean, I feel like being healthy is very important, exercising and just healthy food. And mm-hmm. I saw the business model of meal prep. Like take off like there there's a big company in Chowdy uh, in Toronto called Chowdy that was doing really well mm-hmm. when I was doing my research at the time I saw a lot of companies in the states kind of blow up and yeah I was just like doing meal prep yeah and like the thing it was, was like you know what this isn't uh, a business where the barrier to entry is very hard to get into uh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so I feel like you know that's great um, do you feel you got do you, do you feel you got in at the right time I think I did yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I did. I mean, it would have been nicer if you got in a little bit earlier, being like one of the first companies to do it. That's obviously always the yeah. best. But I feel like it was. I feel like we got in a time where it wasn't saturated. I still yeah. don't think it's saturated right now. I think it's like almost at its peak right now with all mm. these meal kit companies. Absolutely. Like, there's like a meal kit company like around every corner. To me, like, it looks like you started it. Like to be honest, yeah. I didn't hear about any other meal prepping company prior to meal craft yeah. coming into the scene in, in Edmonton. Well, there were right? there were definitely companies before that. Like there's a company called My Muscle Meal. I think they're pretty big. Okay. Um, and then from there, I think My Muscle Meal turned into Meal Life, which I think they're still running right now. Mm, okay. Um, but still, like I just don't think there's any company that's really like have taken the it, space you know? yet. Yeah. Okay. Taken it yet? So that's why I still see opportunity for it. And at the end of the day, we're we're giving people a service where I feel like. 
anyone could benefit from it. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Getting, you know, a healthy, fully cooked meal yeah. delivered to your door. Take take away the inconvenience of cooking, cleaning. That's why do you think like Uber Eats, skip the dishes are so popular because it's just that convenience. Oh, it's like, like quick and fast. Like low key, I use skip the dish all the time. Like, yeah, I love it. Like, <laughs> low key, <laughs> low key, <laughs> low. Key. But, um, I just turned high key right right away for the whole world to know now. Yeah, but it's great. Like when you're hungry, you want like a nice meal from one of these restaurants. You just no. order it, and people are like, okay, well, wouldn't that be your competitor then? It's like. No, because our our customer is the person that's like, who who almost has their week planned ahead already. Yeah. They're like, all right, I'm gonna order twenty meals for meal craft. I'm gonna have my meals planned out. You know, whether it's like three meals a day or two meals a day. Yeah. And they know like it's there waiting for them. Versus skip the dish. Like I don't think you ask anyone to be like. There's an order and the waiting yeah. factor and everything behind. You're it, not gonna right? find someone being like, all right. Next week, I'm going to order Skip the Dish. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to order seven yeah. like, all at the same time. It's always like, oh, fuck, I'm hungry. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm too lazy to drive right now. Or yeah. I don't want to move. Let's order Skip the Dish, exactly. which is great for that. It serves its purpose for sure. Yeah. But for us, it's more like it's for customers who know who want to eat healthy. They want a plan going to their week. So. Wow, I love that. Yeah, yeah so that's that's, cool, that's the that's a demographic we're fo- focusing on, right? Yeah. I want to I kind of touch base on... If a like your meals are obviously for individual, like you say, who have their weeks planned ahead and yeah. whatnot. So if somebody if if somebody's looking for um to keep their two weeks, let's say they plan two weeks ahead out and they want to fill their two weeks with five meals uh five meals uh or no sorry two meals a day sure. for five days. Yeah. Would you say that the food that they would order in the beginning would stick? For that, or are they picking up on like two, three daily different? Like, are they picking up on Wednesday and then they're picking up on Saturday, yeah. or are they picking up once and they have it for two weeks and the food will still be like fresh to eat? I, What's definitely not two weeks. So, okay. how our customers are ordering right now is just week to week. Okay. And even then, um, we're still always trying to be like, what can we do to make the food higher quality? What mm-hmm. can we do to make it even more fresh? So we've been doing it right. Like, okay. Like you said, you order you order by Friday, yeah. and then let's say you order 20 meals. So those 20 meals are going to get to your house on Sunday. So now you have these 20 meals for the week. So mm, in theory, okay. by Friday, your meals are going to be done, and then you're going to want to order your next set. So then we make the next week's meals for you, have them delivered on Sunday again, and then rinse Oh, and you guys, and it's a delivery system. So each week, it'll just deliver it right to your place, yeah. and you don't have to. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool, too. We also wow. have pickup locations wow, okay. around the city as well. But those are for customers who can't necessarily mm. be there to receive their delivery, or yeah. it's just more I, convenient. I, even noticed, on that, yeah, sorry. No, no I was going to say, even on that like B2B side, I know yeah. Sean started providing his meals at a physiotherapy oh, facility. Perfect. Right? I was like going to ask that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, let's say people who are getting their physio once a week gives them a perfect opportunity to go in and be like, oh, great, I got my physio, and now I got my meals for the week. Yeah. Right, yeah. so it works out well on that, and you're connecting yeah. with other businesses. Because I've noticed when I go to like LA Fitness or like other um, uh, gyms now, they have like little sections with like different f- fit meals and stuff yeah, like that. So like, it's cool how it's all integrating in that, right? Yeah, it's I mean, making convenient. It's yeah, it's like you said, it's all about convenience. So whether you're going to get you know your physiotherapy done that day, and you're a customer of ours, and then you're like, all right, I'll get my physiotherapy, and then I'll pick up my meals and go home. Or you're going to the gym and it's like, all right, after my workout, I got my meals ready. Or there are companies like that just sell one-off meals there. Like that's we're kind of doing a trial run with Arc right now um, in uh, Evolve. Mm. But 
you know, for the first two weeks, we just gave our meals away for free. We were just like, because we just wanted to get the word out. Like, hey, cool. try our meal. Uh, if you like it, tag us in it. And that's awesome. We've been getting so many people taking us. That's like, sweet. Like, oh, man, like, so awesome to have, you know, meal craft here at, um, like, Pivotal. Mm. Um, you know, Lifesaver, like, after go to the gym. So it's things like that that just make it so much more convenient. Yeah, yeah. And that's, but, so going back to it is, you got to think, like, Right now, we want to do, with this new website, we're going to do two-day deliveries. So you can have, you can still have the option to get your meals delivered once a week, or you can have the other option to get half your meals delivered, and then the other half in the middle of the week. Mm -hmm. So now these meals, the second half, they're going to be even more fresh. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with eating your meals, you know, getting them on, you know, Monday, and then eating them uh, till Friday. Some people are okay with that. But then some people, you know, they have that mindset where it's like, and I don't blame them too, because I get that too sometimes, where like, I'll have a meal that I have I've had in the fridge for you know like maybe five days mm. and it's just like even though it might taste like great that mindset is just like oh I don't want to eat that meal it's been in the fridge for five days yeah. so, and we get that so that's where like okay what can we do for these customers to make it more fresh yeah so it's like yeah. we're gonna do two day delivery now so you have the option to oh, wow. get half your meals made and then we will do another cook day in the middle of the week awesome. and drop your last half and that's something we're integrating. Obviously, we're kind of like doing trial on it right now. Awesome. But uh, that's definitely that's definitely the plan to just take it to the next level. Yeah. Um, I don't know if many meal prep companies are doing that right now, but yeah. well, you have to stop giving your secrets away. No, <laughs> this is good. This is good. Well, it's not even a secret. That's it's the just thing. Like, just let them how know. How do you make the experience better for your customer? Yeah. yeah. I love that. And you yeah. just you just said it so beautifully there in a sentence, like. You're not afraid to just roll things out, roll the dice, see how it plays, and then you take a back step and you go, okay, well, how good of a move was that? What's the feedback I got from Mm -hmm. my client base? Let's ask people what they thought. If we didn't even get any responses back, maybe that's an indication to change some things, right? Like it seems to me like you'll look at the numbers, you'll look at the reactions, and then you'll change things around to keep the momentum going. Totally. You're not afraid of change. At the end of the day, you're your customers are the answer. Yeah. Like, yeah. people are like, oh, how do we do this? How do we yeah. do this? It's like, man, just ask your customers. Like, what do people want? Yeah, just talk, yeah, just yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. And it's That's it's so huge, crazy yeah. how people find it. Like, for us, like, we reach out to yeah. our customers, like, every, at least every once, yeah. once every week or two. Love it. And I'll, I'll call them, I'll text them, and nice. they'll, I'll be like, hey, it's Sean, like, how are your meals doing? Like, what do you like about them? Like, I don't even want to hear what you like about them. I want to hear what you don't like about yeah, them because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where the real feedback is. Yeah. And I don't tell people, it's like, look, you know, I'll be like, look, be really honest with me. What don't you like about these yeah. meals? So I can improve on them. Because yeah. that's, that's what we're all about. We're always about improving, improving the meals until, yeah. I don't think there'll ever be a point where they're perfect, but until they get almost to that stage. So, um, yeah, I mean, for us, it's just what do your customers want? And then... Yeah just turn the business model obviously it has to work in the model but focus it on, focus it on your customers that's, yeah that's the people that's the money makers exactly yeah. okay. so, so being, sorry the, the the program you're integrating now the two two-day delivery mm-hmm. that's obviously is that something kind of feedback you got from customer or is that something you're just coming out with and saying okay let's see what happens so this is the funny thing because when we started it uh, we, when we started the meal prep, I always had in the back of my mind, and even my partner Greg, it's like, man, like, do you think people are not going to like the meals on the fourth or fifth day? Because we, like, when we try the meals, like, they're great, but we have that, like, I'm a, 
Uh, I'm a culprit of it. I have that mindset on the fifth day. I'm just like, yeah, like the meals are good, but it's like, fuck, fuck they've been in the fridge for five yeah, days. Yeah, the, psycho- you know the psychological so aspect of it. So if I'm having that yeah. as one baking the meals, then you Obviously know there's, there's, there's yeah. got to be they don't say anything because yeah. that's the thing. No one's ever complained about the meals. They've yeah. always been like, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. Like fifth day, like, yeah. No one's ever said, honestly, Sean, my fifth day meals, they don't taste good. I think they went bad or no one's ever yeah. said that. Okay, so there you go. It's funny. I don't know who it was. Was it Bill Gates or Steve Jobs? Someone said that your customer doesn't know what they want until you give it to them. Yeah, I've definitely right? heard that before. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know who it was who said it. But so that goes really well with it because your customer hasn't brought it up. That's yeah. why I asked. I wanted to know. They haven't brought it up, but he's like, okay, let's let's give it to them. Yeah. Let's see what they say. Yeah. And, and they'll probably want it because internally you feel the same way about it after yeah. five days so well i think that they just have that truth. expectation of meal prep food they think like all right you know it's it's meal prep food it's not like a hot fresh meal at mm-hmm. yeah but it's like look like we can make it just as good or like, yeah what can you do to make to it, it more fresh yeah we can we can up it but you they don't even realize it which yeah. is which is great but all in all, I think this is going to be a great program yeah. we're going to roll out. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Regardless, now they will realize it. Yeah. And at least yeah. they, you know you know now that they have a solution for it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, and yeah, I, know yeah. there, I know there are customers who haven't ordered from us yeah. because they might think that. You never exactly. know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just got to give your best product out there and then, yeah, yeah get the feedback. Nice. So. That's neat. Nice. What are three things you could say you can summarize for, let's say, the, the, the guy or girl out there who just started out their own business or maybe they're in a similar case like you. They're mm-hmm. they're two years in and they're in the Edmonton market. Because uh, I, I, for one, am starting to notice a lot of entrepreneurial spirit in our city. And I, I want to hear from your perspective. That's very what, true. Three things you could tell these people that you've learned from your experience that, that they need to hone in on or mm-hmm. that, that they, like a mindset that they need to have. What would that uh, be? One thing is, obviously, like as corny as it sounds, just don't give up if you really believe it's a value to your customer or don't give up if you think the service you're doing is actually adding value to it yeah. and never some people think you know business should go like this like a linear line going up just you know increase increase but like I'm sure you've seen the model before like how your business progresses it's usually like this and then it's like this <laughs> yeah. and then it's Dancing like this around. you know there's going to be so many changes and changes challenges, challenges. obstacles you're gonna come into no but the biggest thing is just to take them one by one like and another thing too um another guy um his name's star i don't know if you heard of him but he's doing big things in edmonton like nice had, oh the yeah star staffer yeah right? yeah, yeah. He's a really good guy, but sometimes I talk with him. I think one one piece of advice that really stuck to me was, uh, you know, you're always going to have so many micro problems, small problems here, small problems here you're trying to fix. Sometimes you just need to not worry about them, figure out what is the main challenge you're trying to overcome, and then mm-hmm. those, small, those small problems, they'll just work themselves out. Yeah, That's usually how they'll just naturally work themselves out. Yeah. So I think that, that was a really good piece of advice that stuck on to me. Yeah. Because you obviously can't tackle every single problem at the same time. Yeah. And you can't let it all stress you out while you're trying to fix one of them. Because you're just, it's just going to like wear you down. Yeah. And then you're never going to have a chance to really take on that big challenge you want to take. Mm-hmm. And you're always worried about these micro problems. But uh, another thing is uh, if you want to start a business, like there really is no right time to start. Because I've, I've been a culprit of it too. It's like, all right, you know what? I'm not, 
I'm going to start at this time because it's going to be more right. There's never <laughs> yeah. going to be a right time. No. You just 2019, start. let's do this. Yeah. January, it's going to start. Whether it's with fitness too, like, you know, a new resolution, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to get in shape like this month. It's just like, there's no good time. There's no right time. Just, you just got to dive let's in do sometimes. It. Go in. Obviously, like, not like dive in with like no preparation, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you got to know what you want to do. If you have a passion for it, if you think it adds value to um, people's lives, then, I love it. then you really got to do it. You got to ask yourself, like if other people are doing it, why can't you do it? There is yeah. no other reason. I mean, some people might have, you know, connections. They just mean, that just means, you know, they have a little bit of a head start, but that does not mean you can't catch up to them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you, what are you most proud of, of yourself from, you know, your entrepreneur journey now what is what is something where you could go and not even business-wise I'm talking just more so as a human as a person what has been like the biggest change you've noticed about yourself in these past two years where you can go wow like the way I'm operating now or or what I'm doing is far different from how I was before what's like a specific mindset that has shifted for the better since you've become an owner and an entrepreneur it's funny because we were just talking about this but I never uh like I never see it as an accomplishment yet that of the things I've done. I yeah. feel like there it can always be better. I feel like um, it's just never where I want it to be yet. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of one of the uh, flaws that I have mm-hmm. in my in a characteristic of mine. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sometimes I forget just to take a step back and see like, okay, Sean, like, chill. Where mm-hmm. were you at one year ago to this day? It's like, fuck, we were like scrambling to find a kitchen. Now we have, you know, we've locked down this great kitchen. So sometimes you have to take a step back and think, like, look at where you've come from. and yeah, just small wins. Just, you know, like, take it in a little bit. Yeah, and that's yeah. something that I never do. Mm-hmm. Even with, like, you know, we talked about uh, when KB, I started just, like, you know, um, uh, boxing a little bit with KB just for exercise and for fun. And, you know, he'll compliment me on things, but I'm so hard on myself where I just feel like it's not good enough. Yeah. And I just think that's kind of... Um, that's kind of been just like growing up I've always had that mindset like oh like I wasn't good enough or I can do this better yeah and even when like KB holds the pads for me he'd be like oh you're doing a really good job and I'll just be like no like fuck off KB or something no I suck you know but uh I mean I'm pretty happy with where I'm at in life I can't complain and um you know I have a great group of friends I have a great group of you know, my family's awesome just life's good right now I'm healthy the people that you surround yourself from yeah good community that you've built yeah right? and I think the biggest thing is I know where I want to go in life mm-hmm. I mean it might sound kind of you know obvious but there's there were, I feel like a couple years ago I just had no idea what I wanted to do in my life you know after university um, I gotta find a 9 to 5 job like what do I do just find any job that will hire me and then just work my butt off and it's just like I'm glad that I've found like a path like I know where I want to take Millcraft and I know how to get there and now it's just it's to execute it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing that gives me peace of mind nowadays, just knowing where I want to go and having a path. But um, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. What are you? Um, what would you say? Wait, wait. When you look into something like that, and you you, you see all of those the, the, those changes along the way that you've made and where you're at now. And you, you touched on how you would be hard on yourself sometimes. Yeah. Does, that, does that stem from anything? Did, like, yeah. Where, where does that come from? It definitely does. I mean, 
So growing up, like my parents, they, they divorced when I was pretty young, but that didn't really affect me. But I was, I tell people too, like I'm a pretty emotionally detached person. I think it comes from, you know, my mom and dad. Um, just my dad too, as a person, he he's very like, not so very emotional, I'm sure you can understand. Mm-hmm. But uh, it definitely comes from, you know, like my dad having pretty low expectations from me. Oh wow. Like he was... Uh, um, so he's doing really well for himself. So my parents that came from China, they they immigrated, immigrated kind of like late twenties, early thirties type of thing. Yeah. And um, they they had nothing to their name. Like my dad was broke. He had twenty dollars. I I remember at one month he only had twenty dollars to live off of. We were living in apartments. Um, having kind of moving from apartment to apartment, and then he you know he was working for this guy, and then he. Kind of was just like, you know what, like, fuck it. I'm going to do what this guy is doing. Yeah. I'm going to do it on my own. Like, what's the point of working for him when I can do it and work for myself? Exactly. So he did that, and then he works with oil now. Um, but he did really well, especially when oil was, like, booming. Yeah. Like, in, like even, like, 2014, mm, I think it was. It was the was just, like, insane. Yeah. But uh, from there, he became super successful, and I've always admired that about him. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like... He, you can always admire someone who comes from nothing and yeah. then works their ass yeah, off. To get to you where want to call it lucky, or yeah. you want to call it lucky. Or it doesn't matter what you want to call it, but they get to where they're at, and it's just like super admirable. Even though my parents like split, obviously there are bad sides about him that you don't mm-hmm. want to take from. Yeah. But I just love how you know he's supported my sister and I through university. He uh, he's the fam like he's the epitome of a family man. Like mm-hmm. he will get he would get me stuff when he hated the fact about it but he did it because I was his son yeah it's just like it's what a father should do yeah and he would like vocalize it like you ask KB like um like I was spoiled growing up I'm not gonna lie like I came from a fortune family um and yeah like my dad you know he would get he got me my first car it was a BMW yeah and then he would get me another car and it was a BMW yeah and then um, the third car, I would just always ask for more. <laughs> it's now that was the that was yeah. what you were comparing it off of. The bar was set at BMW. Yeah. It's only up so, from there. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like, so, well, he actually put like the thought of, uh, we won't even go there. But anyways, like, so he'll get me something. He'll be like, Sean, like, you don't deserve this, and he's right. Like, oh, what okay. what did I do? What did I do to deserve this car? Like yeah. nothing. So. He's like, you shouldn't drive a car like this. Um, you have, you know, you see people driving cars like this. They're at this level. They're at this level. Wow. You're not at that level. Yeah. And he was right. Like, you know, however, like how blunt you want to call it, it's it's the truth. But yeah. he would still get it for you. Yeah, and he'd be like, I'm not happy about it, but you're my son, so yeah. I'm gonna get. This so for my you. son deserves to drive something of a yeah, because he's my son. Nature, like sense, my right? son wants this, so I have to get what my son wants. No, I think yeah, he would I get it. Yeah, he would yeah. get it just because you're his son, but yeah. he won't be. He he wouldn't be happy about it, and he wouldn't. Yeah. He, he his approval is not there. Exactly. Yeah. And that was really hard. That's for still me. That's, that's, that's tough. To, that's, that's tough, tough to, to do. I've never really, never really heard that before. Yeah. Usually, it's it's one of the one of the. It's other. like, well, then why are you buying me the BMW yeah. in the first place? <laughs> right. 
yeah, it's I mean, one or the other. Usually, they, if they're if they're not happy, they'll vocalize it and they won't mm-hmm. get it, or they'll be happy and they'll get it. It and might be an ulterior motive, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. Like it's that's that's a good personality to have. I think yeah. it's a good split. It's like you're I don't like it. You shouldn't have it, but here here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're my son, here you go. It's interesting. Yeah. I I can relate too, though. Yeah. And I find it for some people, it's either going to motivate you or it's going to add pressure for you. Yeah. yeah. Or it's going to not motivate you at all. Yeah. Because you already have it. You just be like, yeah. fuck it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's good that he says that, though, because that. he says that, hey, you shouldn't have it because people who drive it this mm. are at this level. Yeah, You're yeah. not there yet. So maybe he is motivating him in a way, right? So I really took that to heart. And mm. uh, he, so like I said, my dad really had low expectations for me because I oh, like okay. I kind of fucked around when I was in high school. I threw like a huge New Year's party at his house mm. um, when he was... Uh, so he moved to Vancouver, but he still had a house in Edmonton, Riverbend. So I threw this like huge New Year's party. Um, my friend went through a wall. Project um, X. Oh, kind of like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Like a friend went through a wall. Another guy went through, um, kind of <laughs> broke the door in half. Damn. Another girl was jumping on my dad's bed and cracked it. Oh, jeez. So it was bad. <laughs> and he obviously found out. I thought I could hide it, which was so dumb. Yeah. Like the week after, my friends and I were literally drywalling. We have no idea how to drywall. Our high school Alex, kids. Yeah, this was That's like hilarious. legit, like high school. Um, but uh, my friend Alex was like trying to teach us how to drywall. It was so shitty. Like, it, you can just tell like this big patch was drywall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was bad. But uh, my dad found out. He was so mad. And yeah. uh, I guess I think that day he's. I've always done shitty stuff too as a kid. Like. Yeah. When I was in, I went to private school growing up, I would forge my report cards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, can't show dad this, can't yeah, show dad this. It was, it was so dumb, but I would get my friend um, to help me forge report cards. That's for, so funny. Um, so my parents wouldn't find out, like, my shitty grades. Even yeah. though, for, first of all, the class that I was with in Temple, they're fucking genius. <laughs> Such I'm sure smart you know people kids. like Mindy, Jesse, Arjun. These yeah. guys are all in medicine. Um they're just doing big Brainiacs. things. So I had to compete with these guys. And I thought, like, you know, I didn't think I was dumb. So I finished with, like, a 70, like, like a 70% average. Private school, the, that's good. And mm-hmm. class average was, like, 82%. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? So um, I was like, I got to forge this. Like, my parents got no fucking yeah. this. So I've always done, like, shady stuff as a kid growing up. So I think that's why my dad didn't really trust me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it got to the point where he's just like, man, Sean, just, like, get a job at the bank and I'll help you out if you need it okay so um even like when I graduated yeah. he didn't he didn't believe me that I graduated university he was like I don't believe me show me your degree because wow. like he was in Vancouver right yeah I didn't even like I cared so little about university I didn't even go to my convocation I don't mm. even know where my degree is it's probably somewhere in a big pile somewhere in my mom's house wow it's like yeah the only reason I finished it because I was so close to finishing it and my parents yeah. obviously would have killed me if I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, like dropping out in the middle would have been terrible. Exactly. But um yeah, so he's like, Sean, just get a job at the bank. Um, just work hard. I'll help you. Like I'll help you with whatever. Just you know, get a good job, be like a decent citizen to society. Yeah. That's pretty much what he said. And I will help you on the way well, growing up. Yeah. But I was just like, you know what, fuck that. Like yeah, my dad doesn't have a lot of expectations of me. And not going to lie, it hurt a lot. Like, I can imagine. Because like, yeah. my dad is someone I really look up to. That's um, your dad. Yeah, you love the yeah, guy. You'll do anything you, know. you can to impress your dad. Oh, totally. Right? And like, things, yeah, he like he divorced my mom, which was shitty. And, you know, he's he's just done a lot of shitty stuff in that sense. But just being like, he's like, he's the person of integrity when it comes to being a good person. 
like being a good human being mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll ignore the relationships because yeah. we'll yeah. ignore that part for now but um he like i mean he took my sister and i through university he raised another family on his own mm. um he makes sure everyone in the family is taken care of mm. i mean he helps my mom out too still and That's um, so i was just like wow like i want to be someone like that who yeah. can, like support everyone in the family yeah. yeah so i was like okay i gotta like i want to be like my dad but um yeah i just so didn't have a lot of expectations for me I quit. Uh, I quit the bank. I told him, "Hey, Dad, I just want to let you know I quit the bank. I'm going to do my own thing." Yeah. He was like, "Lilius." He was like, so "Why what are you, you kidding do? me?" Like <laughs> a so month later, he, too. <laughs> yeah. Like this was like right after I got my car too. Like he helped me get my car, and then he took the car away because he's like, "You know the deal." Like he would always make yeah. these deals oh, with me. Like, "Oh, okay. I'll buy you this car." <laughs> If you, you stick to this, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bank. classic. But I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I don't want to be. I was like, yeah. I don't want my dad to hold this car. Yeah. Like, you want to drive like this a, car, then do you this. Do this. It's like you know, I gotta be my own person. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'm gonna quit the bank because it's not fulfilling me in any way. Yeah. It's not like the work was hard. It was just like I would come in. I'm just like, man, this is like, what am I doing with my life? So I told my dad I'm gonna start my own business, and he was just like are you crazy? Like, why do you want to start your own business? Well, like, obviously shocked. it's risky. Well, I mean, when you look at it, the, your parents always want the best for you. Yeah. yeah. So they want your parents, like your parents want you to be, you know, in a safe job, reliable, have a steady Exactly. Income. That's a Obviously thing. when you start your own business, it's the most unreliable Risk, thing. Yeah. Super risky. It's like, what are you doing? My dad just never thought I could do it too. Yeah. So, I mean, until we actually saw like how Minocraft was growing and it was like doing well and then, and then he was just like, wow, like, I'm actually impressed, Sean. Like, I'm proud of you. And I don't That's think awesome. I've ever heard my dad say, like, I'm proud of you that until that day. Big, mm-hmm. wow. So it was, like, a big deal. But uh, I think that's where it all stems from. Like, myself always telling me, it's like, man, not like, good not, enough. like, no, you can do this better. Like, yeah. like, that person just complimented me, but, like, don't listen to that person. Wow. You know you can do better. Like, yeah. So I think stems that's... From that, from yeah. feeling like you never got that reassurance. It just always felt like people had this, well, not people, but my dad had this standard of me, just like, you know, this is my expectation of you. My Mm. sister was, on the other hand, she was always like a great student. She works at this big, she works at the big four EY. She works in Bermuda. She's like killing it. So she was like, all right, Steph, never have to worry about her because she's always here. Sean, don't know what he's doing. (laughs) Yeah. So I just want to be like, you know what, like, fuck you guys. I'm going to, I'm going to kill it. And then... So moral of the story is, did that add a combination of or one or the other of of motivation or of pressure when it comes to just in anything that you do, especially with maybe meal craft? Mm -hmm. Does does that background story of what you mentioned with the relationship you have of your father and everything that came with it and how he pretty much... um, handle those situations yeah. of, of viewing you as whatever wherever you are on that line mm-hmm. do you feel like it motivates you to, to prove your dad wrong if that's the case or motivates you to get what you need to do to become successful yeah. or do you feel like it's pressure where you're like oh it's just so much like like it's not it's not really looked at in a positive light how do you how do you look I at I think that? it's a bit of both I mean it definitely motivates me because I always talk to people too I mean like if you come from even if like, we won't talk about that, but anyone that comes from a fortunate family, I mean, you've been given a platform to pretty much do things where other people didn't have the opportunity mm-hmm. to do. So I feel like instead of, you know, like, kind of just using it and being lazy, you should take that and use it to an advantage. Just 
I just feel like you're given a head start, so you need to use it, right? Yeah. For the good of society. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, like, it definitely motivates me being like, okay, you know, I come from a pretty good family. Like, I should be doing this because I was given so much at an early age, or I was given so much. I was given a head start, so I should be, I should be here because, yeah, yeah I was given all these yeah. things. Exactly. But then, obviously, there's pressure too, right? Like, especially starting your own business, like, it's, you don't know exactly at one point it's just going to blow up or even if will it ever blow up are yeah. you ever going to get the success you think you will get yeah and it's yeah it's definitely and, oh, and also how long it'll take exactly because right. it, it could be you know one year it could be five years yeah. it could be like you, you don't there know for everybody right. and like yeah, what exactly. do you coin like success do you coin success moving out getting yeah. a family having yeah. children it's I viewed just feel so like differently su- for everybody su- now yeah success is so different from people right I have a yeah. lot of friends who uh are settling down now like I have weddings this year yeah. people are having kids it's just like for me that's that's not where I want to be in life I want to be at a point where I'm happy with what I've done what yeah. I've accomplished prior to even prior thinking to, about all that yeah and then yeah then then let's look at you know if you know you know I have a girlfriend right now if marriage comes along the way if it all works out great but I, I just want to be happy with where I'm at before I start Mixing other things. We're thinking about marriage and kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not on my priority. It's, it's definitely, you know, as selfish as it sounds, it's myself and where I want to take this business. Good. Yeah, you're, if you're not happy, then everything exactly, around you right? is not going to Because I won't be happy anyway. until yeah. I'm happy with myself. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's neat. I see what you mean. Because you want to you put all of your energy into mm-hmm. what it is you're trying to manifest right now. Yeah. Prior to, to having other responsibilities totally. come in the way. I always picture like, man, wouldn't it be nice if, you know, you, you, I don't want, I don't want to say you've made it, but you've accomplished what you wanted to do. You're financially free. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, you have a kid coming on the way you could provide, you can give your kid anything you want. Um, and you can focus your time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, just quickly, where, where do you see then if, if let's say as an entrepreneur, most people don't know how long it's going to take, right? It could uh-huh. be five years, 10 years, whatever. So do you, are you, when you get on the entrepreneur route, then you have to be ready to kind of give all that up until you manifest it? Or do you get to one point where you start kind of realizing certain things and you say, okay, well, now I can also take care of this part of my life as I'm building this? Or do you think you have to completely build it first and then reach uh- out? You know what? I can't. I feel like it's different for everyone. It's yeah. just how people want to do it. Depends on you. Yeah. Yeah, and also like you know things get in the way. Like mm-hmm. life is. It's it's, it's always gonna get in the yeah, way. Yeah. Life is so. And I think that's also that's probably one of the hardest part as an entrepreneur. Anybody who's doing something for themselves, um, it's always kind of gauging and judging what aspects of your life you're gonna put fo- yeah. f- forward first. Yeah. There's yeah. there's always gonna be sacrifices. Not yeah. just with an entrepreneur, but just with anyone. Anyone. Yeah. That's true. But uh, here, do you, were you going to say something? No, go ahead. I was going to ask you, because here's what I'm interested in knowing, is, you know, you talked about what you plan to do for your future, Sean Chai Jr. And <laughs> I, I just want to know, yeah. do you would, you, would you do the exact same thing your dad did for you as far as the car incentivization no. for your kid? <laughs> Fuck no, no. There's a lot of things I would not do. I was terrified of my dad growing up. Like, mm-hmm. I lived in fear. When we were at the dinner table, I would just look at him and I would start crying. I don't know why. <laughs> really? He scared the shit out of me. I wow. Mean, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. But I mean, there's a time when I put gasoline in a water gun 
I was stupid. I started squirting my neighbors with it. And he got <laughs> so mad. Gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you meant about this. Yeah, so <laughs> the he, crazy shit you did. Yeah, I forgot to mention that, but I was young, but still kind of stupid. So you put gasoline yeah. in, a, in a Well, water my gun. parents got Take mad. Take the lighters. <laughs> That's my parents got mad. The guy thinks it's water. He like lights up a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, it's game it's over. Shots evil, man. It's game over. Evil. No, so here's the thing. My parents hated when I walked in the house with my dirty shoes. So I didn't want to go fill up the water, the water gun in the house. Yeah. So apparently my dad told me already that this pop bottle, there was gasoline in it. But yeah. maybe I just didn't remember. So I took that pop bottle and I was like, probably assuming it was water or maybe like juice yeah, yeah. so i just like oh just put use this instead and uh yeah it was definitely gasoline and my dad found out and yeah he like locked me in the cellar for like three hours he would come in like pitch dark yeah. he would come in and just like beat my ass every hour on the hour and then after that he would come in he would go in the garage and he would show me like what gasoline does but I feel like I would have known what it does. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't remember what my thought process yeah, was. Yeah, but you just like fuck it. No, yeah. I'm just taking this and. Did that happen often or did that? Was that uh, no, time? not often. But I mean, my parents definitely believed in like discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm. I think. To I a think degree. it's a good thing. Yeah. To be honest, I mean. To a degree, yeah. To of a course, degree, yeah. yeah, yeah, not, yeah maybe yeah. that's kind of extreme, locking yeah. your kid and like beating him up every hour. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that was a little bit why I was, like, terrified of my dad. So when I have my kid, I don't think I'll do things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely will be stern enough to let them know, like, what's right and what's wrong. And there definitely has to be respect. Like, I feel like big thing, you should teach a child to respect yeah. everyone. And not, like, like, everyone should be treated equally, no matter... Especially when you embody that, too. Yeah. It's one thing to say it, but you got to show it. And that's a that's big, a crazy big, part about being a dad. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't understand. And I've heard other podcasts yeah. talk about this, where fathers are, are with a four-year-old kid of theirs, yeah. and they, they feel like they're being watched the entire time mm-hmm. by their kid yeah. for good reason. Because mm-hmm. their kid is looking at you, especially at that age, like you're God. Yeah. Like, that's my dad. Especially as a boy, yeah. Yeah, I find, yeah, right? Like yeah, a young yeah. boy, you're looking at your dad like, oh, I want to be that. I want to talk like him. I want to look like him. I want to dress like him. So everything you're doing, like the way you talk to the server, that yeah. kid's going to like digest that totally. and they're gonna want to embody it too yeah right? so and that's a big thing i took from my dad like he would tell me even now like when i visit him he lives in bc now we'll have conversations where it's like look you should always treat everyone like they're their equal no one's better than anyone no matter how rich you are no matter how poor you are it's like um it's kind of like that quote tom hardy said with like you know i was learned i was taught to treat like the ceo the same as the janitor mm. it's just like it's that level of respect i feel like and not a lot of people have it like you can, you you like we had this conversation before. You can tell when some people think they're better than other people, and it's just it's a sad thing. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's one thing I really respect from my dad is, yeah, like yeah, he went from like you know he became very successful, and but it's never got to his head. Like he will, um, so he has a farm in Langley, um, and he has some horses. He's the one who's gonna wake up in the morning, six in the morning, clean the poop from the horses, and like. Uh, tow it to like the area clean the like feed them hay he's one like he has a little golf course on his place and he has like a he has that blower that air blower and he's Mm -hmm. the one that goes to every uh, course and just like blows all the bird shit off he's doing it himself yeah because a he thinks he does a better job so maybe that's why he does (laughs) it but it's just like you're never like you're not better than anyone you know what I mean yeah I see what you mean man that's neat yeah you know, to, to wrap things up, we'll come towards a conclusion here. Um, is if I could ask you one thing, 
you know, be, being that we're on the second floor podcast and, and leveling up and getting to the next level, wh- where do you think you are in that stage of your life? Do you feel like you're at that second, that, 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 that level where you're heightened? Do you feel like you're, you're at a level where you can say that you, you, are, you are elevating and getting to the next level? Or do you feel like you're, you're still yet to get to that point? Mm-hmm. Like, where, where do you fit yourself? You know what? I've learned a lot these past like year and a half, two years uh, with Mealcraft. But uh, I don't think I'm at that point yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I to be honest, like to be straight up with you guys, I don't know when I'll ever be at that point because I feel like mm-hmm. when you get to a stage in your life, you set a goal for yourself, you get there. No. But then by the time you get there, you have another goal in place. It's like that. Um, you're always chasing yourself. Like you're always chasing the uh, kind of like the older version of yourself. Have you heard that speech by Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That, like he yeah. talks about it. He talks about it brilliantly, where it's like. Like your idol should be the your, future you, the yeah, future yeah. You. like ten years yeah. from now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I like that. But then when you get to that age, then your idol is the future you from there. So yeah. it's just like people tell me that I've you know leveled up and got to the next level, yeah. but uh, I don't see it. Maybe I never will. Yeah. Because yeah, it kind of worries me too. If to the point where you know maybe I do reach a point where right now if I think you know where do I want to be in life and I. And I say it, yeah. and then I get to that point, but then that mindset is completely changed. It's like absolutely, you're just not happy at all. You want to get to the next point, so yeah, there definitely has to be some balance. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, of course, I see what you mean. Yeah, I'm, and I think if you're doing things right, if you're going the right way, yeah, and you're always pushing yourself, you will always again what you said earlier. You'll take the time to take it in and and see how far you've come. Yeah, you know, you've gone yeah. from no kitchen to now having a kitchen. So yeah. once you take that in, then that becomes the gratitude part totally. of it. And then, yeah. and then you set yourself to the next, you say, okay, well, where am I going next year? Yeah. Because then you're satisfied at the same time. And I think that's the best way to do it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what, Sean, I just want to take a second to acknowledge you, man. I find that you were very honest on our podcast mm-hmm. and it's just, mm-hmm. uh, an example of showcasing that you're an honest man in general. Yeah. You never beat around the bush when it comes to giving a straight up answer and you reflect that in Mealcraft. You mm-hmm. know, everything that you're doing, you're you're showcasing an honest formula that works for people who are living busy lives. Mm-hmm. And I wanna acknowledge you for being able to offer a product and a service that ultimately helps people like me to not have to find another way of getting my food or to bug my girlfriend mm-hmm. or to bug yeah. my mom to cook for me because someone like myself, I'm not the best person who knows how to cook. Yeah. I never spend my time doing that. So just you being able to offer a service like that to tell you on air and then to tell you honestly, it's helping my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it makes it that much easier to pick up that meal, warm it up and know that I didn't have to spend an hour of my day that I didn't have mm-hmm. to cook for it. And as a person, man, I want to acknowledge you for being, you know, truthful about your upbringing yeah, and talking about, uh, you know, how that has clearly kind of defined and showcased how your mind operates now and how you view things. Yeah. So thank you, man. I really yeah. appreciate that. No, thanks for having me, guys. It was, uh, it's kind of interesting, yeah. though, because the more I talked about it, the more I'm figuring stuff out myself for the yeah. first time. Just yeah. Like, oh, wow. Like, this and this click together like no, I never exactly. really knew that until I kind of like talked about so you it you voice it yeah. out right? yeah yeah because it's neat it's not like you ever get a friend who goes like alright buddy we're going to sit down yeah. you and me and I'm going to ask you all these questions about your job and you're going to tell me honestly <laughs> yeah yeah, that's true you never get to have that conversation with totally. yourself and it's like yeah. and again Steve Jobs said that right you can always connect the dots looking backwards exactly so that's exactly what this man's doing I love yeah. that. on the second floor he's looking yeah. back and he's connecting the dots 
That's awesome, man. There well, thank you, you, Sean. If uh, you'd like to let our audience know uh, how they could connect with you as a yeah. person or, or to learn more about Mealcraft, what's the best way we can reach out to Sean Chai in today's world? Yeah, totally. I mean, our website, mealcraft.ca, so mealcraft with a K, one word. And then you can always follow us on Instagram. I mean, mealcraft, same yeah. word. But, uh, yeah, I mean, people that know Kenny and know of me, you guys can always reach out to me, whether it's through Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm always down to, you know, have a conversation. Nice. It's fun. Well, awesome. Sean, thank you for being yeah. on our show. And uh, as we said, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> Thanks, brother. No You're the man. That was awesome.